get ready to power start your day with wealth, lifestyle, and leadership coach, Nicola Smith-Jackson. Tune in each Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern for your daily dose of motivation and business education to help you build big business and be successful. And now, here's Nicola. Good morning, family, and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Take Million and Nicola Smith-Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you and that's for you to build the big business. We're here coaching you every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you haven't done this already, go ahead, share the call with others. They can dial in the 602-753-1848 or listen online with their smart device, iPad, tablet, PC, or Mac at blogtalkradio.com forward slash success with Nicola. I just want to say to you, um, I'm just so proud of you. I'm, I'm very, very, very proud of you. For those who have been continuously logging in and um, taking action on what you hear, you know, we've been talking about how to go from potential to power. And we know we have no power without the Holy Spirit. And I want you to think about something, you know, um, we have no power without the Holy Spirit. And just think about what would we have had God not taken action on forming the earth and creating us? Where would we be? So as we talk today about uh, closing out this series but opening up, a whole new way of thinking, we want to know that we should always stay in progress. And there is progress as long as there is action. But progress requires faith because it sometimes looks very, very yucky. It looks like nothing is popping off, I tell you. But there is literally a Science to success. And I want us to talk about that. The scripture for today is out of James chapter 2, and we're going to go 14 through 19. I'm going to read that to you. Uh, you can continue on through 26 in your private time over the weekend, and I want you to really think about some things along the way. And we're going to talk some real, real facts about success, I want it to be demystified. I want you to get unstuck. I want you to walk in power. Let's go to the Lord. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made, and we're glad, we're joyous, we're here in the land of the living. Heavenly Father, Abba Father, Daddy, our all in all that owns everything who's given us joint heirship to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What an indescribable gift you've given us as a Savior. And then you came back around and gave us your spirit, your Holy Spirit that gives us power. 
here as we give you the utmost respect and honor as being the only part of the Godhead here living with us, amongst us, and living within us. Breath that we breathe. You are why. We thank you, oh dear Lord, for all of that. And as we're asking, seeking, and knocking for bigger, better ways to be successful where you would be pleased. We want to be led by your spirit so we would have strength and clarity in how to do it your way. We're grateful. We're grateful not only for the things that you done, but just only for who you are. As we're going out to do these great exploits in your name, let us be mindful. Let us be mindful to seek and ask you and be obedient to what it is that you would have us to do. We're asking, oh dear Lord, that as we are girding up and we're staying in progress, that you will send us the people from the north, south, east, and west, that we will gather them together so that they will now be excited, be clear, and committed to building your kingdom. We call this Financial Freedom Friday, but it's the freedom that we're after that we can live that every day. We honor you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today, if we want to have a discussion, it'll be great. I want us to go to James Chapter 2, and we're going to start at verse 14. And because we're talking about going from potential into power, and obviously once you're operating in power, there should be profit. There should be something to show for it. There should be proof. There should be evidence, manifestation. And so, what I want you to think about with James chapter 2, and we start at verse 14, I need you to go back and I need you to say, am I living proof that God is still giving us power? Let's read the word together. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Does also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have work. Show me your faith without your work, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God You do well. Now, as you continue on, and you will see that in every realm of the spirit and the earth, 
know that God is the real deal. And when he says it, it does it. I want to touch back, and some people say, you said something about science. You said something about science, Nicola. What does that have to do with success again? Well, when I was in 12th grade, I was finishing out. I finished out high school. I literally, I'm going to tell you the short version, I got kicked out of school and ended up in an alternative school. Now, the school I was going to, I was in AP courses, college-bound courses, and I was an A student. So there obviously was some misalignment going on. What does eight students have? What are they? What, what kind of business does an A student have to be getting kicked out of school? And funny enough, God is bringing me full circle to where my foundation uh, that I founded will actually be going back into that same exact school and um, and and bearing gifts of information of um, financial literacy and and sewing into the school, what have you? I mean, wow, this is just too funny. But let's keep on with the keep on. So they put me out to school. They said, no, ma'am, that behavior is not acceptable here. So after I went to alternative school, it was time for me. I uh, had my little, did my bit of time, and they said, okay, now you can go back to your home school. So the day that it was time for me to go back to the home school, um, it was during the day, and my mom was a single mom of four kids, and she was working. And she's like, I'm not uh, taking off from work to get you back in school, but I tell you one thing that when I get off, you better be back in school somewhere. So I got to be very resourceful and ended up in a school that was nearly like 45 minutes away from my home, uh, very far, and uh, got resourceful, asked uh, one of my friends, hey, can you take me on over? And I went on over to a school where you could actually finish uh, high school. This would have been uh, not considered alternative school, but I guess people caught up there. I don't know. It's in Atlanta. It's called Open Campus. So obviously here I go over there, and they're like, okay, you got to get all your classes and everything from your prior, your homeschool and all this stuff. And there were two classes that I was in, and they were like, hey, there's a, a challenge here. We have uh, no teachers to teach these two courses. Well, one of them was physics, and the other was pre-calculus. And trust me, there had to be no more upsets in the house. My mom had moved us to Atlanta, Georgia, from uh, Hartford, Hartford, Connecticut, and the whole idea was we're bringing you to a better life and don't be cutting up like you was cutting up in, in, uh, in Hartford. It's going to be some problems. And so um, I didn't want no problems with mom. So I was like, okay, well, and as long as I kept good grades, as long as, you know, the, the higher the grades, the more she stayed off me. If I had the good grades and the house stayed clean, it's no problem. Is no problem. Everything is all good in the hood of our house. And I literally was like, okay. She's like, did you get back in school? I was like, yes. I hadn't told her that the school was a whole different school and all this stuff. Yet, all she wanted to know was, did you get back in school? We're in high school. She's not really babysitting. She trusted. She knew no matter how bad it was, I'd always tell her the truth. And I was in school. So now I found myself being in a classroom with many other children. And when they started to um, do the instruction, for um, the math, um, 
you know, there was no one to instruct me. I had a teacher that was sitting in the room to make sure we weren't doing anything we had no business doing, but there was no help. So I had to learn, um, you know, the math of pre-calculus. But thank God that inside of the science of the physics classroom, there was a a teacher, they actually had a science teacher that he was not teaching physics. I was the only student in the school with the physics books, but he knew about it. And he was able to show me the correlation between uh, what I was doing with the pre-calculus and what I was doing with physics. And so I was able to learn, uh, thank God, always a, a ram in the bush, even for bad children, right? So thank God I was able to learn a correlation and begin to understand um, some things around formulas, some things. And that whole, you know, thing that I thought was a punishment that I had to learn this on my own now, you know, read the book, do the assignments, and all they did was mark it right or wrong from the teacher's manual. And But I, I was able to understand a few things. And why am I going into this? Because I don't know about you, but I thought that majority of things that I learned in school outside of the addition, subtraction, uh, division, multiplication, I'm like, are we going to ever even use this in life? Like, this is too extra. Like, can I just go back to a different type of math in class? It looked like it was easier. And they were like, no, you're, this, is your, um, this is your curriculum and you've got to get it done. So I still, you know, acing those two classes um, with, thank God, of the science teacher assisting me wherever I got stuck with it. When I was in the math class, I had to really learn. And I was able to now use that. I use it a lot, even in my network marketing business. I use it in real estate. I use it in uh, insurance. I was able to use a lot of that math and understanding even detailed or, um, I would say, critical thinking. I was able to think beyond and uh, be a little bit independent. So it helped a little bit. But I'm not a brainiac. Like, literally, if you were to ask me about some of those formulas, I'd be like, I don't know. I just did what I needed to do to stay out of grace and challenges with my mama. I wanted to make life a little easier because she was already going through, right? But what I'm talking to you now about is we're talking about going from potential to power. Like, there's, there's some laws of, of motion that I know will help you uh, be massively successful. I've used it even when I wasn't fully learned, especially in network marketing. I was totally ignorant on fire. But I can tell you something. With that ignorance, I stayed in motion, and it was uh, allowed me with some of these that I'm going to share with you, some of the concepts. I'm not going to go super deep. We're not going to science class, but we are going to go into the science of success in the next series. I want you to stick with me on this because it's going to demystify why you may or may not have seen success, why even though God's grace is all sufficient, he's not going to go against these laws that he created. Uh, you know, Sir Isaac Newton just, dis just discovered that God had the laws. They were already in place. But I want us to talk about this because it's in relativity of even how rocket ships go from going on the ground all the way up into, if they say, space. I don't know about you, but we've been having a lot of really weird weather lately with these people going into space. But I want to go here, and I just want to keep this simple. You might like, please, Dane, get to the point. I am. But sometimes if you don't understand the backstory, even when you're reading the Bible, if you don't understand the backstory, you're not going to understand the story that's being told, and you won't even understand it or comprehend it enough to where you'll actually apply it or use it. And I need you to apply this. And I need you to think about 
if every action that you took from here on out that you tracked it and you know why you made that move, what would your life and business look like? What type of things would you keep doing and what type of things would you just cut out absolutely not, don't do it anymore? We're talking about, we talked about standards. We talked about things. And when you now, say you start building your life and business by principles or the laws, the success is already proven. So this is going to be awesome for those who say, I don't have an upline. I don't have someone who's helping me. I don't have a coach. Go hire one. Invest the money. I had to. I didn't have an upline. I still, it's going to be my 12th year. I was miscalculating. 2008, 8808 is when I started network marketing. And at the time of this recording, it's okay to be dated. At the time of this recording, um, it is um, 8, I don't know, what is it, 8-7 or 8 maybe 8-7-2020. And I need you to think about this for a moment. So 12 years in, and I was like, okay, I started using some things. I want to tell you that there are three laws of motion, and um, which tell you that there's a, pro- there's a process to things really getting off the ground, including your business, and including whatever it is you're trying to do, whether you're trying to up-level your spiritual life, relationships, business, um, you want to make more money, like now start to leverage and have your money make money, all of these things, I need you to pay attention to this really quickly. So let's go. I'm just going to briefly go over the um, – I'm going to briefly go over the uh, Newton's Law, and I'm going to just briefly go over um, one and, uh, and two, and I, I need you to pay very close attention uh, to two and three. They're all important, but we're going to do a whole thing. I don't know, guys, so I'm not probably need to do even a book or a whole course on this gear because I was like, OMG, I can't believe I remember something from high school and I've been using it and been operating in it and I got to share it. So Newton's first law, it talks about like simply that if something is like, Is standing still, like you might be in some area of your life or maybe your business, it's not going to move until something changes. So something provokes that thing. I'm just giving it to you simply. So what it's saying is that if the object is in a state of rest, meaning at zero, no motion. It needs something to fire it up. And the weight that's firing it up needs to push that thing. Kind of like what we do every day here at Power Start Your Day. Or maybe some kind of wake-up call, like maybe you lost your job or something else that fires you up. And now... That net force, that force of that weight begins to move that object upward. So this is almost like what we will call for money and perturbation, like something that you're thinking is stirring your water, stirring your pot, something that you thought came to hurt you, 
actually came to help you. It was the message, it's time to move. Challenges in life, but you were, you were standing still. That's the first law, and I'm not going to go deep because we got to do a whole, whole series on this. Now, the second law talks about mass times velocity. It's called momentum. So they're not at weight. It has to have some speed to it. Now, based off the level of speed and the amount of weight determines how much momentum you have. So you got a team, and it's a team of one, and you only bring in someone in your business once every month, so you got one and one, it's going to take you a lot longer than someone who goes out there and get there five fast. That now you got more math and you did it faster and you teach those people to do the same and then now fast, now guess what? It starts taking on a life of its own because now it has momentum. Many people are still scratching their head on why people are not successful in business. Why are they not successful in their why not? Because one plus one is only going to equal two, especially if you're moving slow. I literally made our team momentum started because we started moving fast and we had a lot of people, but you gotta know that if if you lessen people doing the work and those less people start doing things slower, momentum slows down. So I don't ever want you, at least you don't say it to me. My team ain't doing nothing. Because I'm going to be asking you scientifically, mass times velocity. So the people that you brought in, they're moving. So what is, how is that stopping you from moving forward? If the pressure is on you to move forward, because everyone has, remember, their own weight, something that's moving them forward, whatever challenge, your why. And then now we want to, Go to the third law, which is just as simple. Fair reaction is going to be a reaction. So that debunks the myth of it's not working. Because as long as you are working, eventually you're going to see the evidence that it was always working. But if you're not working, you can't expect it from the biblical sense the scientific sense, it's no common sense to think that if you're not doing anything, that you should be expecting something. You shouldn't even want it. My grandma would always say, by the sweat, by the, the sweat of your brow, you shall prosper. And I said, Lord, I just thought about her this morning as my trainer worked me out this morning, and this on Wednesday, and I slipped out my mouth, always telling the truth. I said, oh, I didn't do anything yesterday. He said, oh, oh, really? Okay. Well, we, we got to make up for that. I said, oh, Lord. Why in the world would I not bridle my tongue? That man, he just had us get it all in. But at the end, I hung in there, and at the end, he said, listen. You 
did amazing. He said, I, I knew I was going to push you. I just wanted to make sure you, you didn't want to be keep missing no dang on uh, sessions. But she said, you hung in there. And the whole time I'm saying my body is not moving right because I wasn't moving. But as I kept pressing through, I came through and I, I felt it. I literally went into my session with something going on with my back for the last two days that I wasn't really moving my body. And I was like, okay. I said, I'm not even going anywhere with no excuses. I'm not going to say, oh, have mercy on me. My back hurt nothing. I said, I'm about to move this body. And by the time I was done, I was barely feeling the pain. Now, let's think about what most people do when they feel pain or uncomfortability. They sit still. Challenges come in their life, they sit still. They won't even allow that type of weight. They'll say, I have no money, but they sit still. I have no money for my kids to go to a private school. They sit still. I have nothing to help my family or my, my uh, even my church right now was going through it, and, and I don't have any money to help them, but they sit still. I need to move in a better neighborhood, but we sit still. This is, I'm just trying to help somebody out here. I don't know. Somebody probably either going to love me or just can't stand me after this because I didn't make up. I didn't make it up. I didn't make it up. Just like my trainer told me, some of the exercises, I said, where did this come from? He said, God, where everything else come from? He said, listen, it's going to work everything. You want to get rid of that back fat, you going to do what you need to do. And he said, if you want to reverse the signs of aging, this is what you need to do. I started hightailing it, whatever it was. I said, I don't even know. All of a sudden, at first, I didn't understand what the moves were. He was trying to tell me what the form was. But all of a sudden, he said something to me that resonated with me. Because one of the reasons I started working out was I said, I want to be around for my grandkids, and I didn't want to be bent over and not be able to, to enjoy them. I didn't want to be going to their graduations, and, and I'm having to be pushed around in, 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 in something God willing. I said, at least I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my part. I don't know all what God has for me or how he got it set up for me, but I'm going to do my part. What if we all thought like that? Could you go from potential to power? Just like the rocket, if it's sitting still and nothing disturbs its peace, to say get to moving, no weight come upon them, then you won't just sit still. You'll be a rocket, but in potential mode. We got to start adding some mass. We need to Share and spread out the work. You know, we're doing a overview, and we, we have the whole leadership team. And sometimes you got to pull the people to say, come on and share this with these people who have no money. It's going to help these people. And some of them, I'm dizzy. Oh, I had something else planned. Oh, I, was, I didn't know. All this stuff. And you sit there and say, wait, hold on. And you want the same overflow. To come into your house 
and the people who go over and beyond. Now, you don't have to wait till you get to be a presenter in your team, but this is how you'll become a better presenter. This is how you'll become a better leader. Progress requires action, but not just any kind of action. Action with purpose. So when you're in inactivity, it also comes with a purpose. It's saying, hey, the more you do, the more going to come at you. The less you do, the further away, whatever your desire, whatever you say you want to do is going to be after you actually defining your desires by your activity, by your action. That defines your desires, not your mouth. Your action. I got to talk about this. You probably got to go back and listen to this. I don't know. I want to hear your feedback off of specifically this one because we're going to go deeper into those, the, the science of success. And I need you to think about, you know, look it up, Newton's Law. You know, go Google it. And say, am I defying this law or trying to trick this law? I assure you, I was able to pull this stuff way back when. I had to learn this stuff by the school of hard knocks. Sometimes you're gonna to have to be moving in that action alone. You're gonna to have to be you're gonna to have to be moving alone sometime before you attract other people to wanna to move with you. If you keep attracting people who don't want nothing, ain't doing nothing, it's because God can see when you ain't doing nothing. Or when you acting like you don't want nothing. Can't trick it, can't cheat it. None of us get to do it. I love you. I want us to have a productive day. We got people who are going to be presenting all day long, all day long. And people have an opportunity to say, all I got to do is do an invitation. We can't even take that action. I don't know. I don't know. I just want you to be successful, but I only want you to be as successful as you want to be. I love you. God bless you.